This hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening is presented by Baylor Scott & White Health. They're paving the way with a COVID-19 safe care plan so you can keep getting better. Learn more at bswhealth.com slash safe care. And now for a better gardening plan, here's our friend Neil. All right, Stubby, thank you very much, and thanks to Baylor Scott & White as well. Thank you for tuning in, most especially. I have one line open. If you'd like to call, you'd be right behind Mike and Christy. That number is 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. We use two of our, uh, three of our five lines uh, so that you don't have to wait quite so long. It's long enough as it is, so I'll try to get right to you. Today's SPCA of Texas dog is Simon. Simon is a nine-year-old male Great Dane mix. He's a big fellow with a red merle coat and a dazzling smile. Don't let his age fool you. He still has the energy of a young lad. Simon enjoys hanging out by your side and going for short walks. He came to the SPCA of Texas as a stray, so not much is known about his past, but he has shown what a big sweetheart he is while at the shelter. You can bring your whole family family, kids, and other dogs included to meet him and make sure everybody gets along. Simon is waiting to meet you at the SPCA of Texas Russell H. Perry Animal Care Center in McKinney. Now through April 25, that's a week from today, you can adopt any adult dog or cat for 50% off the regular adoption fees. To request an appointment to meet Simon, please visit spca.org slash dogadopt. To submit an inquiry. Just like all the pets at the SPCA of Texas, Simon has been neutered, microchipped, and he's had all of his age-appropriate vaccines. He's waiting for his new forever family at the SPCA of Texas Russell H. Perry Animal Care Center at 8411 Stacy Road. That's a quarter mile east of Custer and a couple miles north of Highway 121. It's on the northwest corner of Craig Ranch. You don't really realize that while you're there, but that's uh, kind of physically where it is. Adoptions are available by appointment. Adopters will need to submit an adoption inquiry form in order to begin the adoption process and to schedule an appointment to complete the adoption. They invite you to browse their available animals at spca.org slash findapet. spca.org slash findapet. And that's where you would enter the name Simon. Visit spca.org slash dogadopt to inquire about a dog, and that's where you'd enter the name Simon, or spca.org slash catadopt to inquire about a cat. I hope we can get Simon adopted, the nine-year-old male Great Dane mix, beautiful dog, and uh, a heads up, and I am aware that the McKinney Shelter, uh, where Simon is currently residing, uh, is going to be closing at the end of this month. And so probably next Sunday will be my last uh, McKinney Shelter announcement if they give me one for McKinney next week, uh, just uh, to try to consolidate efforts and and uh, cut down on expenses. I think they do, and I don't know any of the particulars, the inside scoop, but uh, they did say that they are hoping to find a, a shelter uh, in Collin County, but that they would be working through other shelters uh, to... Uh, uh, and and plus the Dallas shelter to take any animals that are still remaining in McKinney uh, to those shelters and uh, certainly uh, uh, to cut right to the chase. The animals are safe. You don't have to worry about that. So uh, uh, things we think about, you know, you know, spca.org slash find a pet. And you can look at the McKinney shelter and see all the wonderful dogs and cats that are available for adoption. So, that is sponsored by Baylor Scott & White. This whole hour is sponsored by Baylor Scott & White. And uh, once again, I I bring the message to you that our family has been touched mightily by the wonderful hands and help of Baylor Scott & White. Uh, As it was for the first time in 2005 when our daughter's life was saved and one of our family members had some just wonderful surgery and, and help. Uh, there a couple weeks ago, and, and there come a time when I'll uh, be allowed to mention what and why and when and where and all that, but just know that we think the world of Baylor Scott and White Health. And now their message that they want me to impart to you, no one ever said you need to be sick to get better. That's why Baylor Scott and White Health is innovating how people get well and stay well. It's where prevention might just be the prescription. 
teaching is on the treatment plan, and everyone is always on the same team. It is your team. At Baylor, Scott & White, they believe being better is a way of life, and that begins with their commitment to put patients and members at the core of everything they do. Patients are why the professionals at Baylor, Scott & White work tirelessly to make health care work better, ensuring we all can access the care we need when we need it. Your friends at Baylor, Scott & White say better is who we are. It's who we've always been, who we always will be. It's what drives us to look beyond the hospital walls and push behind uh, beyond the status quo, never settling for anything less. And it's how we create health care experiences that inspire a life well lived because that's what being better is all about end of quote that's baylor scott and white health they're changing health care for the better you can learn more at getbettertexas.com if you've been putting your health on hold don't delay baylor scott and white health has added a number of preventive measures to get you back to better learn more at bswhealth.com slash safe care and now back to Neil. All right, Stuby, thank you very much. Let's go to Mike in Fort Worth, our next call up. Mike, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, sir. How thanks can for, I help? Yeah, thanks for all the help over the years. I started reading your books in um, the late 80s or early 90s, and it's just been a world of help, help to me. I, I think I'll, I'll get my daughter your new book. She just bought a house. Super. Thank um, you. Over the, over the freeze, I have three loquat trees, and I think they're supposed to be evergreen. I've never seen them turn brown, and they are just brown, brown, brown. I know you've been saying wait till May, but I'm wondering, are they a lost cause? And, yeah, and I think the they probably are, are Mike. They're they're really way north of their uh, their zone of adaptability. I I'm amazed there were that many of them in the Dallas Fort Worth area. I hadn't yeah. noticed how many there were until they until the cold, and then all of a sudden, yeah. oh my gosh, there's another one. Yeah. Um, I love loquats. I grew up in College Station, and even there, I couldn't get them through the winter times. And uh, I guess we have gotten a little bit warmer, but yeah. uh, but but a lot of people have used them. And one of the things that people are posting on my Facebook page is, uh, hey, Neil, I didn't take mine out. Look here, it's alive. And they show me a bud or two down near the ground. And to that, I I, I think, I, I don't know that I've been quite so rude, but, uh, you know, I see that, but is that really what, would you have bought it if it looked like that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's probably time to take them out. All right. I appreciate it. Yeah. So, hey, thanks for all the nice comments. That made my day. I appreciate it. And I love the bird, whoever the bird is. That was beautiful. Yep. Okay. All right. Take care. Thanks. Bye-bye. He may not even been aware there was a bird singing over his shoulder. Let's go to, well, let's see. I need to do a break. And then we'll come back and go to Christy and Azel. This is a a one-call little segment right here. And uh, this is for my book, Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. It is vastly, totally, completely, absolutely, and entirely different from the Cowboy Boot Book. Did I use enough, uh, (laughs) enough words there? It is not in any way similar to the Cowboy Boot Book. I didn't open the Cowboy Boot Book when I was writing this. I wanted it to look, I checked with my attorney, and, and I said, okay, here's what I'm doing. He said, Neil, you own the copyright to the, the Cowboy Boot Book, the second edition. It says right there, copyright Neil Sperry. You can do whatever you want to. I would advise you, just to avoid confusion, change the title, change the inside. I said, good. I just want to make sure there wasn't getting any any legal trouble. I wanted to have a completely different book. I wasn't happy with that one, the way it got laid out by uh, committees. Uh, I want to do it differently. And so this is what happens. Uh, We had a committee of three. I had Carolyn Skye as my editor because I respect her. I'm, I'm closing my eyes just to say with utmost respect. I mean, that was, and I'm just pounding my fist saying utmost respect for Carolyn. She's just fabulous. And yes, if you're on Facebook and you saw that quilt that Carolyn uh, presented to the world last Sunday and won awards with, that's the same Carolyn Sky I was talking about, my editor. Cindy Smith, graphic designer, yes, she's the same level of, of expertise uh, to lay out the book. The three of us did this book. We're a committee of three. I provided editorial and photos, and they made it look great. So thank you. So it's 11 chapters that cover every every aspect of gardening for 
all 254 counties in the great state of Texas. 344 pages, 840 of my best photographs, and 11 chapters. I didn't know there were that many photos until we finished the book. And Cindy said, Neil, you by any chance aware you used 840 of your photos? No, I wasn't. So there's a 48-page calendar of when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all of your plants. Month by month, you know what to do. Never have had that in a book before. That's Chapter 2. So take a look at the book. I always guarantee total satisfaction with this book or I'll refund every penny. I have not been asked to refund a penny yet on any of the 60,000 copies we've sold. Now, the book will not be available for about two and a half or three weeks. It's on the presses right now. I don't imagine they're printing on Sunday. I hope they printed yesterday. Uh, and I hope they're running a, a late shift of some sort to get caught up. But anyway, that's Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. Not in stores, not on Amazon. The two ways you can buy it and get it for thirty-one ninety-five plus tax and postage. It will be thirty-six ninety-five, and you can get it at thirty-one ninety-five until I take delivery. This is a pre-delivery price only. The way you can do that is going to my website right now. You'll see that price thirty-one ninety-five on my website. Or you can call my office Monday through Friday. The phone number to the office, 9 to 5, is 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. And the website is N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Hello Texans, Bob Phillips here with an important announcement from the folks at Mueller. As a leading manufacturer of steel buildings and residential metal roofing, Mueller wants to extend a Texas-sized helping hand to a nonprofit organization in need of a new facility. One nonprofit will be selected to receive a new Mueller steel building up to 4,000 square feet. From food bank facilities to senior citizen centers, we welcome each Texas nonprofit to write in and tell us why their organization deserves a new Mueller building. With multiple locations across the Lone Star State, Mueller is proud to support their surrounding community. For complete contest rules and an entry form, go to TexasCountryReporter.com and click on Helping Hand. All applications must be received by May 18th and watch TCR for the winning announcement this fall. For more information about Mueller Steel Buildings and Roofing, visit MuellerInc.com or call 877-2-MUELLER. Hello, friends. This is Tommy Brummett at First United Methodist Church in downtown McKinney, inviting you to join us for worship. In person inside, in person outside, online always. All of these options can be found at our website, sharingtheheart.org. First United Methodist Church, where the love of God is proclaimed and everyone is welcome. Thank you, Pastor Tommy. That's our church, and I'm happy to provide that, uh, that, that public service message, hoping that uh, if, if you are looking for a church, that you'll find our church, First United Methodist Church of downtown McKinney. And if you just need a reminder that it's Sunday and you have a church, go to your church, support your church. Churches have had a hard time this uh, past year. So anyway, thank you, Pastor Tommy Brummett, sharingtheheart.org. Advanced Foundation Repair. You know it's springtime in Texas. That means rain, and we got a little rain. You know that foundation repairs should be done at the wettest time of the year because it creates less stress on your home. Do you know that? Well, that's what I have been told by the experts at Advanced Foundation Repair. And uh, if you're seeing foundation problems now, they're just going to get worse for you. If you're noticing spidery cracks in your walls, your doors are starting to stick, call Advanced Foundation Repair. The home inspection is absolutely free. And if you have foundation problems, they can quantify, they can identify them and show you where they are, what they are, and how they would go about fixing them. And they, have, uh, they actually have patents on how they repair foundations. They're really uh, the, the state of the art. Uh, all of their work comes with a transferable lifetime warranty that's backed by a, a, a trust, the Texas Foundation Warranty Trust. You're covered for the lifetime of your home. Your problem goes away. Your home can become more valuable. It's transferable from owner to owner to owner. Call 214 214- 
333-0003 or visit foundationrepairs.com, plural, foundationrepairs.com. Call for a free estimate at 214-333-0003. The folks who worked on our house and fixed it made it whole once again. That's Advanced Foundation Repair. Now's the time to get back to better. Baylor Scott & White Health is moving ahead so better health can follow, providing new ways of care to keep you safe. Learn more at bswhealth.com slash safecare. And now here's Neil. All right, Stubby, thank you. Let's go to line three. That would be Christy and Azel. Christy, this is Neil. Good morning. Well, good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Uh, I have a... Notice with some of my trees that they are dying on the east side of the trees. Um, I have a plum tree and a redbud tree in my backyard. They bloomed. They leaped out. They were beautiful. Now suddenly the leaves are dying and, um, and it's on the east side of the trees. Then in the front of my house, which is the west side of the house, the same thing is happening with my sage bushes. They were leafing out. And then suddenly the east side of the bushes are dying back. Well, the Texas sage is a different story altogether, though, Christy. Let's deal with them separately. The uh, plum and redbud trees, um, redbuds, the the scientific name of redbud is Cercis canadensis, as in Canada. They are very winter hardy, so I don't think the cold would have had anything to do with them. Plums are winter hardy clear into Canada as well, and certainly to the Great Lakes. So I don't think the cold would have done anything to those. They both have problems of other sorts, uh, independent of one another. Plums have problems with peach tree borers in their trunk. Red buds can run out of life expectancy. I don't know how old these trees are, but things like that can happen. It may just be the strangest coincidence of all times that the plum and red bud trees are, are going downhill at the same time. I'm, I'm not sure yeah. it's not sure it's due to the cold. It, it I now I I may be wrong, but the red buds and plums, especially red buds, uh, in in McKinney where I live and and in North Dallas where I was driving around before the freeze, uh, had not offered to start budding out yet. So I I don't think they would have been caught by the late freeze. Plums might have been. I don't remember that they were though. It was it was now, early enough. Uh, these had gone through the uh, cold real real well it was after the cold that they began to bloom and they were pretty now bloom you're talking about flowers out. yes i am yeah so many and people talk about bloom as leaves back. okay oh okay. well i would i would look at the trunks of these trees and see if there's any evidence of bark that is splitting that could happen from from the uh, sudden change to the really cold weather um, I don't know what to tell you. I have not. Uh, I've taken about on my Facebook page probably fifteen hundred questions in six weeks from people posting photos saying what's happened to my tree, what's happened, is this alive? Just uh, I've never had a press of questions like this, and I, I have to tell you I've not had any plums with questions like like you're presenting. I've had a few red buds that are failing to leaf out but in most cases i think it's uh, they have a life expectancy of 30 35 years and i think it's older trees that are just kind of playing out but i i may be wrong i just haven't seen the damage to red buds that 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 i would attribute to cold um okay why don't you why don't you post some photos if you're on facebook post me some photos of the trunks and of the trees uh, uh overall stand with the sun behind you and, and so I'm not just looking at, at dark silhouettes, but let me see what they look like. Okay, I can do that. Now, the Texas sage plants across north Texas were toasted by the cold. Um, I've used them as my example of why native plant landscaping is not always such a great idea. These plants are native to Texas, but they're native to Uvalde and George West and, and, and cities, uh, towns way from here, uh, uh, 300 miles from here they're not necessarily adapted in the dallas fort worth azel area uh, because we are way too cold and to in some cases way too wet for them and um but especially too cold and uh so uh they are 
trying to come back out again. I've looked at three or four plantings, one of them at a restaurant that our grandson and, and we enjoy going to uh, for a, a dessert treat. And uh, then and, and we pull up right in front of this planting of about eight of them, and they just are coming out about 10%. They have spot baldness that is about 90% bald. Mm-hmm. And then there's another um, big planting uh, at uh, 121 and 75 that we round the corner and have to look at um, by a hotel in McKinney. And it's not the hotel's property. It's the highway department. And I, I'm not sure any of those would be worth saving. There's probably 150 plants. So that's Texas Sage. That's how they have handled the, the cold. And I've been watching them for about a month now. So I, okay. I'd prune them back and see if they come back but we may have some replacing to do on them. I need to see okay. the plum and red buds. I can't help you. I just don't know on them. Okay, yeah. I, it's really weird because I have two trees, a peach yeah. tree. Got it. And and yeah. another red bud tree between the two that are affected, and they're fine. Yeah, that makes it all the more likely that these two trees have some kind of issues going on independent of the cold. Redbuds have red-headed wood borers that get into them as they begin to decline. Plums have major problems with the peach tree borers that get in down at the ground line. Their life expectancy okay. is probably 10 or 12 years uh, because of that borer. So both of these are, are highly affected by the borers. Anyway, I hope that helped. Yes, that pre- gives me something to look at. Yeah, you can look at for them. All right, thank you, Christy, so much. Good luck with it. Let's see where I am. Let me go to... Uh, um, you know what? Let me. I can. I'm gonna come back to Lynn in Azel. See where I am on my log here. I can. I can answer Lynn's question right now. That's not going to take very long. Lynn, this is Neil. How can I help you? Good morning, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, question about winter creeper uh, yes, sir. and when and when to trim. It is just absolutely exploded this spring, and it's probably knee high. And I'd hate to. It's higher than what I want, but I'd hate to trim back all the new growth. How uh, how long have you had it? Four or five years. All right. I trim mine uh, in the winter uh, to about four inches, uh, four or five inches. Yeah. Okay. You may, yeah, you may not be able to take it back quite that short, but but you could okay. next winter. Um, okay. And then I trim it. I've already trimmed it once, and I will trim it again. And then by the summer, you don't have to do much. The rest of the year, you might have to just knock some tops off as it grows up. Um, but if you don't start doing that, it will try to get up to a foot or 15 inches deep. And right. you don't you don't really want that. I keep I have a planting that's seven years old now, and it's uh, five inches tall. And I do that by cutting okay. it to a pretty pretty dramatically in the winter and like i say that was the winter pruning it's already been just lightly uh uh, grazed off with a trimmer a line trimmer uh once about two weeks ago and it will get it in the next two days again and when you say in winter you're february january 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 yeah i I, well it might be february because i want to enjoy the color as long as i can but i also don't want to let it start there's about a two-week period in there lynn when it goes from the the purple color to kind of a purplish green, and I want to get it before it gets very green. Okay. So All it's right. during that I've time, got, that color change. All right. I've got six separate sections of this stuff, and five of them are great, and one of them's not. I can't, uh, what would, any suggestion on what would make the difference between the one? No, not unless you have different soil, uh, maybe some kind of poor bed prep in that area. Nitrogen okay. and uh, water will usually correct most of that. Okay. In my case, I have a bed that looked great for five years until the feral hogs got into it. You have any feral hogs running around? (laughs) Uh, No, not yet. I'll be happy to share. I haven't (laughs) seen them this time. Usually we have 20 or 30 of them coming out of the lake bed. Okay. So next next January, I need to get really hard and heavy as far as trimming this stuff back. Probably so, yeah. You may not want to go quite as far down as I said, but but it'll be more satisfying to you, I think, if you do trim it a good bit. So, yeah. Thanks for the call. You bet. Have a good day. day. Mm -hmm. 
Sounded like an echo, didn't it? Let me tell you about Ace Hardware right now. Ace is the place with a great lawn fertilizer, 2904. I'm going to get by and buy me some. This is, uh, this is exactly what you need for your lawn, for your landscape, for your purple winter creeper euonymus, for anything that you're trying to fertilize right now. 2904. It's a 5,000 square foot coverage bag for all grass types, all landscape plants. 15.99, but you save two more dollars with your Ace Rewards card. You pay only 13.99. There's a limit of two bags. Apply it to established lawns anytime the grass is growing actively, which really means right now. It's formulated for quick greening, and it has slow-release technology to provide extended feeding for up to eight weeks. It feeds your lawn in one easy step. Ace stores, parts of our neighborhoods, each owned by a member of the community. These are not just managers of some big national chain store. These are partnerships. These are, these are store owners who join together as the Ace Hardware uh, uh, stores of North Texas. 30 of them join uh, to advertise with me. And uh, they are independent stores, independent retail hardware stores. That's where I want you to go because you'll get to deal with people you already know and local uh, independent information, people who know the local environment and experts on all their different uh, departments. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. You don't have to feel distant. Come join the conversation. I want to say uh, I love America because everyone gets a voice. This is News Talk 820 WBAP. WBAP.com. My newsletter is Neil Sperry's eGardens. It comes every Thursday evening, a little after 6 p.m., five stories. Featured plant of the week, featured of the week, something I've been asked repeatedly, gardening this weekend, where I tell you the the, uh, 10 or 12 things that are most critical for you to get done over the ensuing weekend. I send it on Thursday evenings so that you can look at it and kind of make your plans for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You can pick up the things you need Friday while you're out and about and be ready to go to work early Saturday morning on getting things done. It's uh, a fun publication. I enjoy doing it. I spend about a day and a half a week getting it ready for you. So does Gretchen at my office. And then we send it on out. She sends it for me. That's Neil Sperry's eGardens. I do almost all of the writing. We have a couple of guest writers each month, one story per month, but I write the others, uh, whatever that would be. It'd be um, in five week, uh, five Thursday month, it would be uh, that'd be 25 stories, so I write 23 of them. Neil Spray's eGardens. Take a look at it. We always have the most recent one archived right where you sign up for it. Join 73,000 others who subscribe to Neil Spray's eGardens. Take a look and sign up at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Click on the eGardens tab. <laughs> 99 years serving DFW. Trending now. Trending now on WBAP. And WBAP.com. COVID-19 is resurging some in DFW. I'm Dennis Martin at the Rexel USA WBAP 24-7 News Desk. ClassicChevrolet.com. WBAP first traffic and weather on the ones. Constructions affecting the Sam Rayburn Tollway both directions between Central Expressway and Denton Tap Road. Construction has also closed east and westbound I-30's HOV lanes between Center Street and President George Bush Turnpike. For WBAP's first traffic on the ones, I'm Dennis Martin. Now the WBAP forecast. Today's going to be mostly sunny, very mild, high temperature, near 70. Tonight, it'll be clear and cool, overnight low in the mid-40s. Monday, lots of sunshine, warmer, high in the mid-70s. Right now, sunny and 52 degrees. Dallas County reports 292 cases, new cases of COVID-19, as well as 11 more deaths linked to the virus. The two-week rolling average of COVID-19 cases in the county is rising again. was nearly 3,300 at the first of the month. It's now 3,500 in the middle of the month. The Biden administration is removing some 450 immigrant girls from a facility in Houston. The U.S. Department of Health and Human Services removes the girls from a facility operated by the National Association of Christian Churches. The agency has not said exactly why. It does say the site was intended to be a temporary location 
and the girls will be paired with sponsors or turned over to the Office of Refugee Resettlement. It should be noted the director of an immigrant advocacy group in Houston says the change was ordered after some sort of undisclosed incident at the facility Friday. From the Rexel USA WBAP 24-7 News Desk, I'm Dennis Martin. Next update will be at 10 o'clock. 24-7 News coverage at WBAP.com. All right, Dennis, thank you very much. I better be given my phone number. I have used up all of my callers. Number is 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. Call right now, won't you please? 800-288-9227. It's one of the first rules in garden talk shows, any talk shows. Give your phone number, dummy, 800-288-9227. There's a lot of talk these days about Made in America. Let me tell you about something that's been made in America for more than 90 years, and that is Mueller Metal Roofing, Mueller Steel Buildings, made right here by people who care about quality, both materials and workmanship. Whether it's a metal roof for your home, or it might be a custom steel building, or even a shed or a greenhouse for the backyard, Mueller means quality. Mueller has four manufacturing facilities right here in the USA, and with 33 branches for sales and service, there's a Mueller location near you. When you choose Mueller for metal buildings or roofing, you're choosing the best quality products to protect your family and your property, and you're supporting local jobs and local families, ordinary hardworking folks who are proud to provide a product made right here in America. Mueller Metal Roofing. Mueller Steel Buildings, 90 years of making customers' dreams come true. When a business has been around for 90 years, you can trust they're doing things right. They can give you a more beautiful home, greater comfort, and better peace of mind. Visit MuellerInc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com, or give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER to find a location near you. That's 877-268-268. Three five five three. That's Mueller. They're made in America, and they're made to last. MuellerInc.com. Get social with us. Like WBAP on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WBAP 24-7 News. Wherever you want us, whenever you want us. News Talk 820 WBAP. WBAP.com. I hope you'll visit my website, neilsperry.com. That's where you buy my latest book, Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening, at that special price of $31.95 for the next couple of weeks is all. And then the price will go up. So take a look at it at neilsperry.com. It's where you sign up for eGardens, my free electronic newsletter, and it's where you find my 1,001 Frequently Asked Gardening Questions. A whole lot of great information at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L. S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. There's no better time to get back to better, so don't wait. Get the care you need today at Baylor Scott & White Health. Call 888-4-BSW-SAFE to learn more, schedule a visit, or to speak with a nurse. And now, back to Neil. Thank you very much. Let's go to Rick in Bonham. We have one line open at 800 288 WBAP, 800-288-9227. Rick, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Yes, sir. How I can I help a, you? I live I live just north of Bonham, Texas, and I have a wisteria that's about 15 years old, and it is spectacular. It's taken over the world, but it only blooms once a year. Is that a normal, or is there anything I can do to make it bloom more often? No, that's that's what they do. Most spring flowering shrubs and vines and trees only bloom once. And uh, you may see, uh, I'm, I'm about to give you more information than, than really I should, um, uh, but uh, and, and I'll explain why. Uh, most of the spring flowering plants only bloom in the, in the spring the one time. Sometimes in the fall when we come out of a hot, dry summer and they've been kind of dormant, uh, they will have a second bloom in, in September. Uh, wisteria will do that. You'll have just a sprinkling of flowers here or there. Azaleas do it a good bit, and that's where you got encore azaleas. And uh, a couple of pear trees sometimes will bloom in the fall. But for the most part, 99% of the flowers will be in the spring. I see. 
see. This this thing, I mean, it's it's putting out flowers forty feet away from it in other trees, it, and it's just beautiful. But uh, okay, I guess I just deal with it. I've been living with it this long. Well, that's the way they're supposed to work. It's it's performing well for you. Let me tell you, there are plenty of people who can't get them to bloom the one time, so you're doing fine. Gosh, Neil, it's beautiful. Okay, sir. All I right. appreciate you taking my call, and I love your show. Thank you for listening. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Yes, Let's go sir. to David in, David in Colleyville. David, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, I just wanted to ask you quickly here. I've got, and, you know, all my other crepe myrtles are doing good. Hell, you know, even my uh, 12 blueberries came back didn't even kill all the blooms got you know their blooms i got fruit on them but one crepe myrtle my favorite catawba is not showing any signs of life and about the first foot down it's mature it's been in the ground for 12 years they're all dead you snap right off so i'm wondering if that one got it got hurt by the freeze you know david i have grown catawba crepe myrtles um I'm going to give you a, a little bit of a backstory on that one. That is the very first introduction by Dr. Don Egoff of the National Arboretum. He did the heroic work on crepe myrtles and named all of them for Indian tribes in his native Oklahoma, um, such as Natchez and Tuscarora and uh, Seminole and Pecos, and there are 29 of them. And Catawba was the first one. And I think it may be the only one that was not a hybrid with Legerstromia forii, the one that he brought in from, or that was brought in out of Japan that had the cinnamon-colored bark. Catawba was introduced in 1967. It is my favorite of all crepe myrtles, 100% all crepe myrtles, my favorite variety. The color, uh, the size, everything. It's 15 foot tall. It's a purple that blends with everything. It's just beautiful. I have one that I've had for 40 years. And it's, it's done just famously for me. Uh, I recommended it to our next-door neighbor, a retired police officer, and it did beautifully for him for three years, and it froze last year. And I think it's frozen again this year. I've never seen it freeze. And so now you're saying the same thing, and I've had a couple of other friends who have said the same thing. And I don't know why it would freeze, because it is a straight Legerstromia indica, the hardier of the two species, and it never froze in 40 years. And suddenly now, you guys have all the bad luck. And so, I don't know. I, I, it'll come back. It's going to come back from its roots. And I really think if we can get some time uh, w- under its belt, I think your plant will be fine. It, take the take the sprouts that come up from the ground. Take the dead wood out. I'd, I'd give it a little more time, another two or three weeks. And if, if the top growth has not responded by then, uh, encourage those new shoots that are coming up, uh, to, to become the new trunks, and I'll go through the detail in just a moment, but uh, you'll have a nice plant by the end of this growing season, and, and you'll have a, one that's equal to what you had within two or three years. It's just annoying that you have to go through that. His, uh, his and his wife's plant was not very large. It was about five feet tall, and it got four feet tall last year. Now they have to do it again. I'm going to have to break that news to them. I'm sure they've already figured it out. Uh, what we do when we have a crepe myrtle that is frozen to the ground, I don't want people doing this yet because uh, there are plenty of crepe myrtles that are still slowly leafing out, and I don't want to make that decision until probably 1st of May as to, or even the end of May sometime as to whether a plant is going to leaf out or not. But when, when, we, when the final bell rings and we say, well, that top is just not coming back, what we do is is take the dead wood out, clear down to the ground or close to it, and let the new shoots develop. And there may be 20 of them to start with. Let them come. And then sometime uh, early to midsummer, you remove all but eight or ten of them, knowing that you, let's just say that you want three trunks eventually. You take all but eight or ten of them out and leave the eight or ten that are strongest, straightest. And then at the end of the summer, maybe in September, you remove down to about seven. And then next June or July, you remove down to your three that you're going to use as the trunk. They're, they're brittle and they'll break out easily. So you don't want to take them out too young, too early. You may need, you may need backups. 
and uh, then at that point you might want to put stakes alongside so nothing can snap them out. But that's how you retrain them, and you'll have a beautiful plant by the end of 2022. It's just a shame you have to do that. Well, I, I understand that, and that's that's what I guess I'll be doing here with this one. I'm sitting here looking at it right now. I just drove yeah, back that's up. That's too bad. It's, well, it's it, a great it is, variety. Yeah, it's worth it's worth the fight. It. Yeah, right. I planted it because it was your favorite, and I love the color. <laughs> it is absolutely stunning in a word. Well, and you know, I I looked at reds for like for a long time. I liked whites, and now the the white crepe myrtles just seem kind of. Mm. I still like vanilla ice cream the best, but the white crepe myrtles, nah, not so much, because they're, they well, all look know, the same. And and the yeah, and the reds don't blend with with red brick or off red brick. They don't blend with other colors of crepe myrtles quite as well. Purple goes with everything. I'm an old guy, and 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 older ladies say when I grow old, I'll like purple. I'm an old guy, and I get to say that too. So <laughs> that's okay. And you're a young well, guy, you and you it. get to say it. So. You know, and it's funny that my second favorite one, the dynamite, it's coming back very well. So I'm happy about that one. Well, you know where that was? Oh, that's the brightest red of all of them. That was introduced in Stillwater, Oklahoma. That one better survive the cold or or Carl Whitcomb will be disappointed in his work. (laughs) Well, I thank you very much, and I'll do that. I'll I'll let it go for another couple of weeks. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Thanks for the call. You're an inspiration. Thank you, sir. Have a good day. All right. Uh, that line is open. If you'd like to call, we're going right up to the end of the program. My pastor is preaching today, so he's not going to join us any longer on Sundays like he did for a while there. So we go right to the end of the program. Um, phone number is 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. Uh, uh, Sue Ellen in Waxahachie uh, is trying to get rid of Dallas grass and crabgrass. I think I'm going to get my last break out of the way. That one is... Uh, Maybe complicated. Let's see how it goes. But I'll come to you, Sue Ellen. Stay with me. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening is my latest book, and uh, it is the one I want to put in your hands. I think it will solve all of your gardening questions and needs. 840 of my best photographs. In fact, I have photographs of crabgrass and of Dallas grass to make sure you know what they look like and uh, how to control them. They're both there. 344 pages, 11 chapters. Chapter 1 is the basics of gardening in Texas. Chapter 2 is that calendar, 48-page calendar of when to do all the important tasks. Month by month, you'll know what needs to be done in May, next month up. So that's all there. Chapters 3 through 11 cover in extensive detail trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. In fact, there are more than 25 multi-page charts. Wait till you see. Now, the book is on the, this is the fifth printing of the book. Fourth printing only lasted me 10 months. We printed a lot, and I thought it was going to last a couple of years. Fifth printing is on the presses right now in San Antonio, and I got a call this past uh, Wednesday, four or five days ago, uh, from the president of the printing company saying, Neil, we had a couple of our guys sick on the press uh, crew and were delayed by four or five days. It was not COVID, but they were out, and uh, okay, whatever. So I'm passing on not their price cut, but my price cut to you. They're not changing their price to me any, but uh, just because I feel badly that I don't have the books to sign and send to you, it's going to be two to three weeks. And instead of thirty six ninety five, if you will pre-order it, it's thirty one ninety five, and it'll be a signed copy sent as fast as I can sign them once they arrive. I will lay everything else aside except my newspaper columns and radio uh, to uh, get these books signed and boxed and to the post office. And so if you order now, you'll get it for $31.95 plus tax and postage. The price will never drop to that price again. Here are the two ways you can order it. It will not be in stores, won't be on Amazon, never has been. Satisfaction completely guaranteed or I'll refund every penny you invest. The two ways to order, call my office Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. But the better way is to order it on the website at neilsperry.com. Do it right now. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. This book is dramatically different from the old cowboy boot book and 30 years more up to date. neilsperry.com. 
This is Neil Sperry for Advanced Foundation Repair. I hope you never need their services, but if you do, you will be so glad they're available. Their estimates are absolutely free. Their work is guaranteed for the lifetime of the house. Give them a call for that free home inspection. 214-333-0003. They are the best. I know from firsthand experience. That's Advanced Foundation Repair. 214-333-0003. Severe storms in Texas pop up quickly with wind and hail that can damage your roof. Call Wortham Brothers Roofing at 972-562-5788. Schedule your free roof inspection or visit wbroofing.com. They've been in business more than 28 years. Wortham Brothers Roofing provides the highest quality workmanship materials and service. That's Wortham Brothers Roofing. 972-562-5788. wbroofing.com. They are great people, absolutely great people. Let me tell you about Whiskey Stone. They're kind of great in their own right. I love these people. They are leaders in the Texas Nursery and Landscape Association. They are leaders in just being nice people. Mike and Derek Wisnan, father and son team, second and third generation to be in this business. And they are at 4501 East Loop 820 South in Southeast Fort Worth. That's where they have been for a long, long time with that 22-acre location. You can call them Monday through Saturday. They're closed on Sundays at 817-429-0822. Whiz-Q.com. You don't have a landscape finished until you have stone in that landscape. Beautiful stone from WhizQ Stone. Nobody will have better stone selection than WhizQ Stone. They go all over the southwest and beyond to quarries to find the most gorgeous stone of all shapes and sizes for all landscaping purposes. Let them help you select the stone of your needs. Go on out. Make it a destination. Take an afternoon off and love your trip to WhizQ Stone. 4501 East Loop 820 South in Southeast Fort Worth, 817-429-0822, whiz-q.com. It's Whiskey Stone. If you've been putting your health on hold, don't delay. Baylor Scott & White Health has added a number of preventive measures to get you back to better. Learn more at bswhealth.com slash safe care. And now back to Neil. Thank you very much. Let's go to Sue Ellen in Waxahachie. Sue Ellen, this is Neil. Good morning. How can I help you? Morning. Um, I've got a problem with an area that I want to kill everything. Um, it It's not the using the glyphosate to kill like Dallas grass individually. It is, I want everything out of there because I want to replant it. It's sort of under a neighbor's tree, and we just can't grow grass there. But in the meantime, I have got grass, Dallas grass, crab grass, clover, everything in there spottily. I've used the glyphosate glyphosate on it twice, and it's no use. Does, does glyphosate concentrate get old and no longer work? Because the second time I used it, I even put it in a little stronger, thinking, well, maybe I mismeasured. No right. luck. Well, first of all, if you're trying to kill Dallas grass, uh, and I'm spe- uh, specifically talking about that weed, Dallas grass, you need to use glyphosate. Straight. Uh, uh-huh. I, don't mean, I don't mean undiluted. I just mean no other herbicide right. mixed. Hang on. No right. other herbicide. Right. That's what I did. Hang on. That's hang on. Hang on. Okay. Hang, hang on. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm trying to make sure that everybody hears what I'm saying. You need to use a glyphosate product that has no other active ingredient mixed with it because the company uh, that, that has the, the, the Roundup product uh, now has seen fit to mix other uh, weed killers in with it and, and still call it Roundup. And you need mm-hmm. to get one that only says glyphosate on the label. Mix it according to label directions. You need to apply it to active growth. It's still pretty early in the season to get any control on Dallas grass. It's just gearing up to get started. So you're not going to get very good control on Dallas grass. Um, You will get some control. You'll get good control, excellent control on all grasses. 
of any kind, whether it's Bermuda grass or whether it's Dallas grass or whatever. The good news about the glyphosates is that they do not go into the soil. That's why you need the one that the product that only has glyphosate, not these other active ingredients, because they will go in and contaminate the soil in terms of uh, being soaked up by the tree roots. All right, so that's how you get rid of the grassy weeds. The broadleafed weeds like clover and dandelions, things like that, you would get rid of with a broadleafed weed killer. If the glyphosate didn't do the job on those, then you would use a broadleafed weed killer. And there are products that are only 2,4-D, and and they are not active in the soil. So you may have to make two two applications, two sprays, uh, and that would be a 2,4-D only product. The uh, folks at uh, Fertile Loam and High Yield have such a product. Generally, those are mixes now of uh, 2,4-D with a couple of other active ingredients. But if you want only the 2,4-D, that would be available. And, and, and those combination products, they do not use beneath trees and shrubs. This is all the more reason to talk to a Texas certified nursery professional to get very accurate advice as to what to use. But that's, that's what you would do, and you'll get rid of all the weeds, and you'll be ready to go. Okay, then you brought up another question. If we use the gallery pre-emergent, um, I could go look at my calendar, but it was definitely within the window of when you were telling us to use it. Should that have prevented the clover? Uh, we used it last a lot, Yeah, and, and I'm hearing that, well. and, and I'm hearing that. I, I got that kickback on, on some of my posts this week. People saying, hey, uh-huh. I did that, and I still had... Still had annual bluegrass, still had rescue grass, still had clover, et cetera. And, and they're not perfect, and neither is the application technique of people. And, and, and also, if it's uh, really uh, hot, uh, germination may be delayed. So all these things can happen, but it's still worth doing. I would not, I don't think that you have to use gallery because you can come back with a post emergent for the broadleafed weeds. So anyway, well, I hope that helps. I have another call behind you, and I do want to give him his 30 seconds because I'm about out of time. But I hope that helps you, Sue Ellen, and, and that will get you, you started. You bet. Thank, Thank you. Herb and Allen, I have about 45 seconds. He's asking, what is your question? Ask it quickly, and I'll sure try to help. Uh, is it too late to put down a pre-emergent, the granular, on your lawn? Yeah, for crabgrass and grass burrs? Yeah, for, you know, to kill weeds, basically. Well, that would, yeah, that would be for the spring application is between the 5th and 15th of March, repeated okay. 5th and 15th of June. So, yeah, it's about, what, a, what about a liquid that you would hook it's, up to it's the too, hose? It's to too kill late the weeds. for any of them. It, it makes no difference how you apply it. It's just okay. too late. Yeah. All right. So, well, thank you. You bet. Sorry for that. All right, folks, I've enjoyed this very much. Mike Bass, good job running all this for me today. Thank you, everybody. I hope you have a safe and wonderful day and week, and we'll be back next week at the same time. Thanks for listening. Happy Garden.